Hi and hello. Welcome to the Planting the Seeds show. I'm James Edward Lamb III, your host, bringing you seeds from God's Word. And I want to thank you for joining me today as I plant some seeds into the soil of your heart, only to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. How am I going to do that? With words of praises, scriptures, and phrases, of course. My one and only goal is to do these things for my Lord, and that is to exhibit Him, to put my Lord on display, to show you what I see in Him. I want to expose Him for who He is, which is that awesome power He possesses. His pure greatness with a capital G because he's that almighty, powerful, living, yes, you heard that right. I said living God, not that fake dead, not living little G God who can't and will not do anything for you. Yes, this God, my God, and if he's your God, then you know you can count and depend on him because his word never fails. Plus, also allow me to promote some of his wonderful, I said wonderful, everything about his characteristics is wonderful, which is him being so kind, his enormous loving heart, his grace, his mercies, the greatest saving power of, please join me as I welcome my dad and introduce to some the Lord, the anointed King. Yes, and if he's the same to you, shout hallelujah and agree with me because you already know he's the one and only, the only one who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He is the author and finisher of my faith, my undefeated champion whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death, the only one who is the way, the truth, and the light, and that no man can come to the Father but through him, the reason why he sacrifices life so we can live and be the bridge to the Father. Come on, let your praises ring out for Jesus, the anointed King, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you haven't given him a praise today for him being all that, I suggest you take a moment and give him a praise right now. Go ahead, I'll wait for you while you're praising, because I'm going to praise him too. So much to give him praises for, great and mighty God. Ooh, he is so enormously loving, so enormously merciful, never failing, never late, always on time. <laughs> Not a oops God, but an intentional God. Loving, saving, wonderful, redeeming, totally terrific, amazing. Oh, and one word that I, I made up, he's victimoniously victorious. <laughs> yes, welcome once again, welcome to the Planting the Seed Show. Pray for me and pray with me. Yes, Father, we thank you for one of your greatest gifts that you give to man which was your son Jesus that sacrificial unblemished lamb that laid down his life for us Lord I, I just want to say thank you for giving him to me to us to world to this world to humanity I thank you Lord for just being able to say I'm grateful for the gift of eternal life. I'm grateful just to say what a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day it has been. And it is and it will be because of you as long as I got breath in my body, Lord Jesus. And my mind is stayed on you. I have peace, Father. And I just give your name all the praise. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to bless this show to bless the words pour into me, the words that come out of my mouth so I can pour into somebody else. 
Lord, you are remarkable at all things that you've done. Taking a vessel like me and just using it for your glory. And also, Lord, we ask you to bind the hand of the enemy. We knock his block off. We rebuke him in the name of Jesus. We deny his access to everything, anything that we do for your glory. Lord, we are victimonious people, and we thank you for that. I thank you for being able to say, I have the victory through the anointed king, Christ Jesus, the anointed king, the anointed king. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Yes, thank you. Welcome to the Planting the Seed show. And let's go with our affirmations. Hey, man, why you keep doing them affirmations all the time? Because this is what I do. And this is glorifying God. Because in Lamentations 3, 22, 23, it says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That's why I do the affirmations because great is thy faithfulness. Breathing, seeing, hearing, moving, eating. I, I had something to eat today. It was very good. My wife made some salmon. It was good. My mother-in-law made some lentil beans. It was very good. Very good. I wish I could have invited y'all all over so you could have some, but uh, trust me, it was very good. Right? Hebrews 9.22 says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, right? Without Christ dying, sin would be running rampant. Christ's blood is like the antidote to kill sin. And then soon and very soon when this is all over and, and death is thrown into, it, it, it's, it's, it's destroyed Sin will be destroyed also. Sin will be no more. So the blood of Jesus Christ is the sin killer. Right? Trust me. Because Proverbs 3, 5 says, says, Trust in the Lord. Trust me as I trust in the Lord with you. With all thine heart and mine heart. And lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. Yes. He shall direct that path. Don't you need some, 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 some direction, some guidance? Trust in the Lord, right? Because God cannot lie. He's, he's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Numbers 23, 19. <laughs> Malachi 3 and 6 says, For I am the Lord. I change not. Huh? Right? Oh, let me throw some more up in there since I'm on the roll, right? Isaiah 53 and 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Let me throw another one up in there that I normally don't do. Yeah, I always do it at the end of the show, but it's Ephesians 6.10 where it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, not yours, because you're not strong enough, right? Let me throw this one. I got two more I'm going to throw at you. John 8.32 saying, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the last one. Last two, Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, where it says, "All scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works." You want a manual for righteousness? <laughs> A manual for righteousness where all the scriptures you use, all the scripture is used, all the scriptures is needed. So what you do, you get your Bible. You read and you study your Bible. 
<laughs> right? And that's how you get this pathway to instructions for righteousness, for corrections, for doctrines. You use this word of God. Can't go wrong. God can't go wrong. I was getting ready to throw another one at you, but I no, let me go let me go ahead and start this show. Let's start the show. Right. Planting the seeds show number one thirty seven. Number one thirty seven. And I, I, I read the scripture. I told you the scripture already. John eight thirty two and it says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is evidence that will set you free. So when you, you, you go into the court, right, and they say, I didn't do it. You got any proof? Yes, I do. Where were you at when this happened? What was you doing? What was you watching on TV? Who was you with? And then when they tell you, when you tell them, say, oh, I was with my wife. We was, we was, we was at home, and at 8 o'clock that night, we was watching Hawaii Five O, and 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 it was raining on that Wednesday night. And then when you say, when the judge look it up, and they look it up on the calendar, and they look at the TV guide, and they say, mm, okay, it was on, Hawaii Five O was on, um, it was raining, and this, okay, the truth has set him free. But if I'd have said, oh, uh, me, uh, me and my wife, we was we was uh, uh, doing this, and, and, and you don't know, start stumbling when you're telling a lie. Oh, I, 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 the, you get the abadabas. Oh, well, I, I was, uh, uh, I, and then they start looking at it, they're like, okay, prove it. No, Hawaii Five O didn't come on that night. No, your wife was out of town. She was at a wedding. She 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 was at a wedding in 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 England. Oh no, it wasn't raining that night. It was snowing. <clears throat> Guilty. So the truth, if you tell the truth, the truth will set you free. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free because what you're going to do, you're going to do exactly what you need to do to stay free, right? That's in the physical Right, but in the spiritual, right, right. And the title of this show is called "Sin Is Sin," no if, ands, or buts, right. And 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 what happens is that when when you start compromising with sin, then you're gonna have problems. I was listening to this radio station and. This preacher said something, and it he said it with a a, a a country drawl, but it meant it meant a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense. He says, "To die without Christ in your life is a tragedy." Then he says, "The consequences are eternal." To die without Christ is a tragedy. The consequences are eternal. I'll say it again. To die without Christ is a tragedy. The consequences is eternal. That's why he says, and ye shall know the truth. The Lord makes sure you know the truth. So you can be set free. So you won't say, I did not know. You shall know the truth. Right? So now, if sin is sin, right? If sin is sin, right? No if ands, or buts. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So what you need to do? Stop sinning. Stop compromising. Stop selling your soul out to the enemy. Right? What you have to do, you have to tell sin and all his negative comments and all of this unrighteous, unholy habits that he's given you. You got to tell him, I'm packing all your things up and throwing them out. I'm packing them up. I'm, I'm, I'm putting them in a bag, a garbage bag, and I'm throwing them out. 
I don't need them no more. And you'll tell the owner of all these bad, unrighteous, unholy habits and things and deeds and stuff of the past. So you don't need to come and get them. <laughs> you do not need to come and get them. I'm just throwing them out. You know, I just want to get rid of them because I'm, I, I don't need them no more. I'm not concerned about you no more and these things anymore because the ones you gave them to you, you're telling him I'm not concerned about you anymore. Like a love relationship wherein, wherein the, the, the woman is, is packing his wife's stuff and he's like, get out. I mean, the woman's packing her husband's stuff and he's like, you get out. You put it in a garbage bag or some some women you see the shows you take it and you throw them the stuff out the window change the locks on the door get out get out i think they had this one this one movie with whitney houston uh i think it was called the bodyguard where the, she put his clothes in a in a car and and set set the car on fire with all of his stuff in there see that's what you have to do to the to the devil and his sin and his deeds and all the unholy righteousness, you put his stuff out and you put it under the blood and the enemy and the, and the, and the God of your salvation will take all the enemy's stuff and, and burn it up because it'd be covered under the blood, burnt up. You ain't got to worry about it no more. You don't have to worry about it. It concerns or it don't concern me no more because these are things that are not good for your spiritual soul, not good for your, your spiritual well-being. You don't want to see, you don't want to see them. You don't want to hear them. You don't even want to be, how you say it, you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to be around them, these things. Oh, I heard you backbiting. Oh, I heard you was lying. Ooh, I heard you was cussing. Ooh, I heard you was saying some things. Ooh, I saw you looking. Ooh, I saw you don't want to be associated with any of these things. <laughs> you don't even want to, when it comes down to it, when God cleans you up, you don't even want to look at the face. When you see a, a lie about the brew, brew, it's about to brew, 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 brew come through your mouth. You're about to say that. Brew, 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 brew. And you say, mm -mm, close your eyes and say, Lord, I thank you. It's not coming out. So all the, about the brew, the lie is brewing. So you say, uh-uh, not here. Right? You don't even want to hear the voice. When the, when the enemy starts whispering and, 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 and stuffing your, your ears, you're like, uh-uh, get thee behind me, Satan. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee. You tell them I'm done. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I'm fed up. I'm smartened up through Jesus Christ. And him and me say, get lost, you bum. Get lost. Get out of here. Get the step in. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. No more, no more, no more. Because I'm going, I'm on a different road. I'm going to up the King's Highway. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure I see his face. And by me making sure that I see the Savior's face, after all he's done for me, after all he, he laid down his life, after all the pain and suffering. Look, let me read it again, but I'm going to start at the first verse. Isaiah 53, 1 to 5. It says, who has, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness. And when he when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded 
for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. No if, ands, or buts. No if, ands, or buts. Just like sin is sin, no if, ands, or buts. We are healed through his blood, no if, ands, or buts. Right? It's a def definite article there where you said we are healed. We may be healed. No, we are healed. I remember James Cleveland, <laughs> he used to sing this song. This is back in the days when I was a little boy. James Cleveland had a song. He used to say, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Faith the size of a mustard seed, Right? So where's your faith to know that Christ's blood is stronger than sin, right? I'll tell you a little story. Let's go to Second Chronicles and tell you a little story about this king. His name was Manassas. Manassas was Hezekiah's son. Right, and when Manat when Hezekiah died, Manasseh took over. Right, Manasseh was the very worst of the Judean kings, indulging in all that has been most rep rep reprehensible in the religion of Israel, both north and south. In the preceding chapters of First Kings, First and Second Kings, and adding to it, depicable practice of the nations. His father reforms are reversed as the high places are rebuilt so the idolatry can resume there in a new usura that's a statue a wooden object a sec a sacred symbol right was re re revised right replaces that hezekiah removed manasseh built altars for all the hosts of heaven Right in the courts of the temple, both in the inner courts described in First Kings six thirty six, and in the middle court described in Second Kings twenty and four. His grandfather Ahaz is his role model because his grandfather did the same thing. Right, he used fortune tellers and omens and and uh, what they call those necromancers, necro necromancers. These are the people who uses witchcraft and sorceries to reanimate dead people or foretelling the future by communicating with them and, and, and these are soothsayers. These are ones that, that speak to the dead, so they say. Right? So what happens is that he he fell into this trap and he's like, I don't care what my father say I like how my grandfather was doing things. Grandpapa, grandpappy was doing his thing, right? Now, I remind you, he took over. He was only 12 years old, 12 years old. When you go to Second Chronicles 33, and we start from 1, and we're going to read down, it says Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned fifty and five years in Jerusalem, but did which but did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abominations of the heathens, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Right, like I said, for he built again the high places which Hezekiah his father had broke down, and he reared up altars for Balaam, and made groves. Groves was wooden e wooden images and worship all the hosts, the gods of the Assyrians, right? Hosts of heavens and served them. Also, he built altars in the house of the Lord, whereof the Lord had said in Jerusalem, shall my name will be forever. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he caused the children, his children, to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of 
Hinnom also he observed time. Practice soothsayers. That's what it means by it says observed times and use enchantments, witchcraft, and use witchcraft and dealt with a familiar spirit and with wizards. He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Right? Seventh verse, third, Second Chronicles 33 and 7. And he set a carved image, the idols which he had made in the house of God, of which God had said to David and to Solomon his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Eight verse, never will I any more remove the foot of Israel from out of the land which I have appointed for your fathers, so that they will take heed to do all that I have commanded them according to the whole law and statutes and the audience, audience, ordinance, excuse me, by the hands of Moses. So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to error and to do worse than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. <sighs> sin is sin. No ifs, ands, or buts. My man, this little boy wrecked havoc in in Israel. He wrecked havoc in Judah and in 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 the land after he took over as king. He went bonkers. He did every, he did exactly what he wanted to do. See, that's the thing. He did exactly what he wanted to do. He did not do what his father did. He did not do what his father's God of his salvation did. He did exactly what he wanted to do. That's why sin is sin. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you do what you want to do and not God's will, it's considered sin. Oh man, I want to I want to go to the strip club. And the Bible tells you, God tells you to come out from among them. Be separated. Sin is sin. No ifs, ands, or buts. I want to, oh, I want to tell this person off. What the Bible tell you, love one another. So if you're loving one another, you shouldn't be trying to tell nobody. Listen, on my job, right, it's, a little, it's this little guy, right? He, he comes up and he's like, a, he's like a pain in the, in the you know what. And it's like, well, and you really be saying like, Yo, what are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? You, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and my, the job that, that I, I used to have you know you have you have them all over it's like yo what are you, what is you what is your purpose your purpose is here just to make me sick <laughs> your purpose is just here to make me nauseous <laughs> you know but but you know these are what the enemy sends your way and this is what a god allows so it can make you stronger because i see myself now and i'll be like but then I say, well, Lord, forgive me. I, I'm always saying, this is what I'm always saying. I'm always saying, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I can't see God, and I got hatred in my heart. I can't see God if I have malice in my heart. Because, you know why? Sin is sin, no ifs, ands, or buts. Because if I want to see God and really truly see God, then I have to learn how to deal with that the way God wants me to deal with that. I was just praying. I was praying before I started this show. I said, Lord, make me better. Make me better. Don't matter how it takes, what it takes, but make me better. Because I want to 
be the spitting image of you. I don't care what people do. I don't care what, how they doing it. What do I want to do what you want me to do. I don't care who's out there to try and pray. I don't want to impress nobody. I want to impress you, Lord. I want you to say, thy will be. I want to say, thy will be done. And I want you to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want, I do not want anything to hinder me from getting into heaven. Because what happens is that sin is sin, no ifs, ands, or buts. You get it? Do you get the message? And the thing about it is that a lot of people, they compromise. And a lot of people figure, well, I'll do it this one time. And uh, if God allows me to get with it, get get through, get past this, I'll just ask him to forgive me and that's it. And And God has alternate mercy he has mercies from everlasting to everlasting right so what he does he forgives you but then you keep on doing it you keep on doing it and you keep on doing it and you keep on doing it so then now like the children of israel when god put you in some type of bondage and god says okay enough is enough i want you to really learn from your mistakes iniquity is when you keep on doing it i want you to learn that i am not a god that you can play around with i want you to know that i'm a loving god but then you you're acting like you don't need me but i want you to need me so it's like the children of israel is you go into bondage <laughs> you might not get locked up you might not be become slaves but then guess what now you might catch some type of disease oh man lord have mercy now you might you're gonna have to pay child support for 21 years with the girl that you just said yo i just want to just want to get with that one time <laughs> now you 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 might have to pay back that and some from what you stole from the bank. Or well, you know, the the machine just kept giving me money and kept giving me money. <laughs> so what happens is that God don't kill you, you still have mercies. He's he's not giving you what you deserve, which should be death. But he's giving, he's making a way for you to come back out of the sin. Out of the sin, yeah. You go out there and you 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 murder somebody, you kill somebody, they catch you. You 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 caught dead to right. So what are you gonna do? Lord forgive me. Set me free. Oh yeah, you already set free spiritually, but you gotta do those twenty-five to life, 25 years of life, you know? So it's like you have consequences when you sin. So you got to do like, okay, um, I choose not to sin. We have to get into that habit to choose not to sin. Because when we choose not to sin, guess what? It's not, it's no, it's no longer a, a, a thing. It's not my thing, man. Hey, man, you want to go out there and sin? No, man, that's not my thing no more. See, sin is not your thing no more. And what you do, you just be like, you know what? God is my choice. I choose God over sin any day. I choose righteousness over sin. Righteousness over un unrighteousness and unholiness any day why because the the promises the promises are beautiful because the bible say wages of sin is death mm -mm, no uh -uh. but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ now you figure like this it might sound like a fairy tale to those that don't know any better 
for those under the sound of my voice who don't know Christ and don't know the plan of salvation, the plan of redemption. It, 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 oh, that sounds like a fairy tale. And they live happily ever after. Oh, no. This is for real. Eternal life is for real. Eternal life without no, no dying, no pain, no suffering, no sorrow. No dying. Huh? Can you imagine that? Oh, man, you're going to live forever? Huh? And see what the enemy is going to make you seem like. Ah, man, that sounds like a fairy tale. That is not going to happen. But trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. Trust him. Trust him. Leave the sin alone. Trust in God. Right? So what happens, don't get back to the story with, 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 with Manasseh. Now Manasseh was sinning. Manasseh was doing all of this stuff. Manasseh was offering up his children to God. He, when they said that he, he put his children, his son through the fire, that means he put them on, he sacrificed his children to these fake gods. And did not the, the anger of the Lord burn? Because he said, I am the Lord thy God. I am the one who brought you out of the land of Israel. Thou shall have no other God before me. God don't want to share his glory with nobody. He said, I am a jealous God. I want it all. Don't give the TV shows all the glory and all the time. And, and you give God a little bit of time. You give him one day. But all during the week. Don't give, don't give your, your, your car all the time and effort and shining it and waxing it and, and detailing it and vacuuming it out. And then when you come to Bible study, then you'd be like, okay, uh, how much longer? <laughs> you know, don't give all your time. Listen, I'm going to go to vacation and I want to do this. I want to sightsee. I want to do this. I want to lay out in the sun and I want to do this. I want to eat, eat, eat mangoes and, and drink and drink from the, from the, uh, uh, what is that? The coconut. I was thinking in my mind, I was looking at the pineapple. <laughs> you know, pineapples and, and eating jerk chicken and jerk fish and all that good stuff. And then, and, okay, Lord, don't even say your grace when it's time to eat. Don't even give God thanks when you're flying from here to here. Don't even give God thanks for the car that you have that he gave to you that he gave you strength to work so you can make the money so you can buy this car you're giving all your time and effort into the house remodeling and redecorating this house and then you don't give God nothing you don't give him no thanks you don't you don't you don't say Lord I dedicated I dedicate this house to you and then you you die. Have mercy, Lord. Then you die and then somebody else is bidding on your house, fighting for it, or your kids or whoever you leave it to. They're going to take it and they're going to fix it up the way they want. So God is a God that wants all of your attention. He wants all all the glory he ain't gonna share his glory with nobody so get into the habit of giving god all the glory leave those objects and those idols alone and those people who said that they can i talk to dead people i see dead people no they are they are liars and the truth is not in them they're they're they're, they're the ones that the enemy is using and oh my God, I wanna I wanna talk to my dead brother. Oh, and you go out there and you pay these people money and they tell you lies and they tell you things and and, and a lot of these are, are frauds. Huh. When Saul went to the soothsayer and he was supposed to be talking to Samuel. <laughs> you know, it wasn't Samuel. Samuel had died. The prophet Samuel had died. And, 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 and he was saying, well, where you at now? This is where you're going to be. 
That was a lie. Because Samuel wasn't in hell. Samuel wasn't dead and, and in hell. Samuel was resting. It's, it's crazy how, how you look at things and, and people say, well, you know what? Uh, I, I, I believe that, uh, you, you know, this person was here and this person was there. And, and I saw my dead uncle. I saw my dead. You're right. How? When she's resting. How? When she's dead. The dead don't know nothing. And the dead, dead is sleeping. <laughs> the Bible says one is going to be risen for, 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 for salvation. And one is going to be risen for eternal contentment. Those that didn't know. That's why sin is sin. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you want to know the Lord, you can get to know the Lord. I can refer you to him. And he, it was, he will always have his arms open up to you. And you can go to him and he will say, I love you. Come on. And those of us that know the Lord, just stay, just stay. I admonish you and I encourage you to stay with the Lord. Because, like I said, and I'll repeat the preacher when he says, to die without the Lord is a tragedy. The consequences are eternal. Back to the story. <laughs> now, Second Chronicles 33 and 10, it says, The Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, <coughs> but they paid no attention. Therefore the Lord brought upon them the commanders of the army of the army of Assyria, who captured Manasseh with hooks and bound him with chains of bronze and brought him to Babylon. And when he was in distress, check this out. When he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord, his God. Oh, now he is his God. You making all these statues, you making all of these, these shrines and, and you, in all these high places. But then now your butt get in trouble. That's what a lot of us do. When sin is sin, no if, ands, and buts. When a lot of us get into trouble, guess we say, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I need you. But then when everything is running good, everything is fine, you don't call upon the name of the Lord. Listen, listen it's right here. Second Chronicles 33, 10, and I write 10 to 13. Right? And in the 13th verse says, He prayed to him, and God moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Look, 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 look at this. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. That little young man knew that the Lord was God. But let me rewind. Let me rewind, right? And when he was in the 12th verse, Second Chronicles 33 and 12, and when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him Again to Jerusalem and into his kingdom, then Manasseh knew that the Lord was his God. Why wait until you get in bondage, you get in trouble? Why wait? Don't let sin drag you down this hit path and then now you need the Lord to bring you out. And, and, the, and the wonderful thing, the most wonderful thing about this story, that God heard him. He had a, a pure and contrite heart. He was like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I need you. I can just imagine, Lord, God, Father, Lord, Father, my, 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 my dad, 
And God says, okay, I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Let's, uh, let's go. Snatched them out of the hand of the enemies. Right? Send them back. Let me read you this. Let me read you this. And it says, but an hour, John 4, 24, it says, but an hour is coming now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Like I said, no, like I didn't say, like God said, in his word, it is written, John eight thirty two, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He went back to, to God of his fathers, right? <laughs> and then now what he did, once God saved him, restored him, and that's what God do to you when you get in sin. God saves you and he restores you. Right? He took away all the foreign gods. These are the little G-O-D with an S because my capital G-O-D has no S. It's only singular God. It's not a whole bunch of gods. It's a capital G-O-D, period. But see, it says he took away all he took away the foreign gods, little G-O-Ds, and the idols from the house of the Lord. And all the idols and all the altars that he had built on the mountain of the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem. And he threw them outside of the city. He also restored the altar of the Lord and offered on it sacrifices of peace offering and of thanksgiving in command. And he commanded Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. Hmm. That's why it says, I'm packing all your things up and throwing them out. I don't need them no more. He said, I don't need them no more. You don't need to come and get them because I'm not concerned about you anymore because these things are not good for my spiritual well-being. I don't want to see your face Hear your voice. I'm done. I'm not going to say I'm fed up. I have smartened up through Jesus Christ. And him and me who lives inside of me is saying, get lost, bum. Hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, sin. Get out of here, doubt. Get out of here. All of this backbiting and hatred and and, and sexuals get hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back, because I'm covered by the blood. I am covered by the blood, and you ain't gonna be able to live here anyway, because the Holy Ghost is here, and He's leading me through all righteousness. He's 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 have me instructions. Like it says, all scriptures is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness. That the man of God may, per may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So moving all that stuff out. <laughs> and I'm moving in all the righteous stuff, all the unrighteous stuff out. They're moving in all the righteous stuff. It's like you let Jesus in, like the Bible said. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus standing at the door, and he's knocking at the door of your heart. And you are, you let him in. And you are, come in, Lord. I want you in my heart. And you are, convicted and you you want change you want transformation and you are saying Lord I don't want to do no more sin and then Jesus comes in just imagine this Jesus comes in and you say hey Jesus do you want something to drink 
I'm going to go in the kitchen and get you something to drink, something to eat. Because he says when he come in, he will sup with you. We have dinner with you. So Jesus comes in and you go in the kitchen to get him something to drink. But then while you in the kitchen getting him something to drink, you're, you're hearing all this stuff going on. You're like, well, hey, what's going on in there? And when you come back out of the kitchen, Jesus got the door, your front door open, and he didn't pulled up your rug. He didn't took that old couch and he threw it out on pitches, the, the, the coffee table, all the stuff that you had in there. He takes it out and he, he's throwing it out. And you saying, Jesus, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yo, I had that couch for so long. I love that couch. I had that rug, man, that that's my favorite rug. I love coming in here. That rug. And you ain't cleaned it in years. That couch. Ain't been you ain't even went between the couch it's probably money up in there probably things up in there that you don't need between the couch stuff that's going to remind you of your old life pictures on the wall that yeah every time i look at that it remind me of her or him or this one you might even have pictures of him or her exes on the on the wall <laughs> you know glasses of gifts oh that person gave me this oh i got this when i went to this club you got these bongs over the side of the wall when you was in las vegas <laughs> decorating your house with that so jesus comes in and he takes all of that stuff he throws it out and you say jesus what are you what are you doing what are you doing and then jesus comes in with a new rug oh i like that and then he comes in with a new couch. Oh, wow. So much better than the old couch. Then he comes in with new pictures. Oh, wow. And he takes your house. He takes your, 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 your whole being and he makes it new because he says, I make all things new. And he, he, he just reinvents you. He makes you over. Everything that you used to do that wasn't like him, gone. Now you do things his way. Everything that you used to look at, you don't look at no more because you're looking at it through his eyes. He even going to bring you in a new pair of shoes, bring you a new pair of clothes, a wardrobe, because you're going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, I like that. My pants... Them old jeans had holes in them, even though that's a fashion statement now. But my old pants had holes in them. I mean, literally had holes in them in the pockets and, and everything. They were getting a little too tight, you know. So now you got new wear, new clothes, new shoes, new attitude, new, new furniture, new everything. And you in a new atmosphere. There's no more sin in that house because Jesus didn't came in there and he didn't clean it up. So now when you walk outside your house, they're going to say, oh, wow. They're going to say, is that you? They're going to call out your name and they're going to say, is that you? Oh, my God. What did you do? You look totally different. It's like you ever, you ever, you ever work with somebody and for years you work with this person for years and then you go to a, a function and that person cleans up so well and you walk by the person and they say well you're not going to say hi and you're not going to speak and then you turn around and you say you do like a, a triple take and you say oh my gosh you look good and then you, you don't want to say nothing crazy like, oh, my God, you clean up. You know, some people say something hard. Oh, my God, you clean up very well. Oh, wow. I didn't even think that you had that in you. You know, stuff like that. Sometimes you might be best just not say nothing and be like, wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You know, the wow factor. 
And that's what God does. You look at God and you say, wow, look what you did in my life. Wow, look what you look, look what you did in my speech. Look what you, I would have said this, but Lord, wow. Wow, look at you, Lord. I don't I don't go down that block no more. I don't call this person no more. I don't I don't speak about this person. And you know what? I think one of the worst things we can do as saints of God when somebody calls, hey, did you did you hear what happened to brother so and so? Hey, did you hear what happened to sister so and so? And you say, What child, what happened? Oh, they they did a really? Oh wow. The worst sin in the, the world. One of the worst sins. I won't say the worst sins. But then instead of saying, well, what happened? Instead of saying, let's pray for that person. How do you know that's real? Listen, let's not talk about that person because that person is my friend. Even if he's not my friend. Even if he's an enemy. I don't want to talk about the person. Let's pray for that person. Let's not wallow in somebody else's mess. Or let's not wallow in somebody else's rumor of a mess. Let's pray for them. Stop them right there. And the next thing you know, oh, I'll talk to you later. Oh, girl, I got to go. Oh, yo, yo, listen, man, I'll talk with you later. I'll holler at you. Because you didn't stop it. Because the person who moved into your house, the Lord of your salvation, the Lord of your life, said it's not a good thing to do. Pray for the person. Love one another. It's not love. So as I end today in this show, right, sin is sin, no ifs, ands, or buts. If Christ tells you, if the word of God says, don't do, don't do it. If the word of God say, do, do. Because sometimes when you know the truth and you don't do it, it's a sin, right? Sometimes when you know the truth and you do do it, it's a sin. No matter how you say it, it's a sin. Sin is sin. Whether you do it or not, if you know the truth, like you said, and the truth will set you free, then you stay in the truth. I can't say it no other way. Sin is sin. No ifs, ands, or buts. Well, I just did. It's just a little white lie. It's a sin because the Bible says a liar will not tarry in the sight of God. Well, I, I, I said, if I wouldn't have lied, I would have got locked up. <laughs> well, I, only, I only did it because I, I just, you know, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I lied. You lied. Ask the Lord for directions. Ask the Lord to, to cover that tongue of yours. Ask the Lord to give you what to say. You know, sometimes you don't have to say nothing. You know, so sin is sin, no ifs, ands, or buts. The gift of God is eternal life, and that's the best thing that you can do through Christ Jesus, like he says. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for another Wonderful, beautiful message, this message, Father. I pray, Lord Jesus, that if we're living a life like Manasseh, we do everything that's against the Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we straighten up, convict us, straighten up, that we straighten up and that we get on the right path, get rid of all the idols, Throw, out, throw them out, throw them outside of the city, throw them outside of your house, get them outside of your house, get them outside of your body, your spirit, your soul, throw them out, Lord, so we can do the, the right things that's pleasing in, 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 in your sight, 
the, the, the favor of the Lord. We want the favor of the Lord. We don't want your anger. We want the favor of the Lord. We want, we want to know that we are pleasing in your sight. We want you to say, that's my son. We don't want to be chastised because you said the one you love, you chases. We don't want to be chastised like Manasseh was chastised and he was put in bondage and hooks and, and, and took to Babylon. But then he prayed. We want to be in your, your good favor, your perfect will, not your permissive will. The, the will that says yes to everything, to anything that you say. So, Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray for those that don't know the Lord. I pray, Lord, that they be able to say, yes, I want to change my wicked ways. I want to get rid of all of this things that's not like you, Lord. I, 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 want, I want them to, to be able to say, Lord, save me. Uh, and for them to ask you to come into their lives. Lord, I... I thank you and I just bless your holy name for all that you've done and all that you can do, all that you will do if we allow you to do it. Lord, the scripture says, now unto him that is able. And I know the, 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 the word now meaning that you're trying, that you try to do it on your own, but now you, you, you just give up and now you give it to the Lord. So, Father, I just thank you. I bless your name. I thank you, Mr. Intelligence, for helping me speak these words, your words. So, Father, I just thank you. And I just give your name all the praise and all the honor and glory is yours. In Jesus' mighty, matchless, wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. That's my show today. I'm James Edward Lamb III. Bringing you seeds from God's word. Send me an email. Write me a letter. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Where every day I post the words of the day phrases and encouragements. All this information is on my link tree page. Planting the seeds. That's planting the seeds. S-E-E-D with a Z. Join me on the Bible Chat Zoom channel. Every Tuesday at 8.15 p.m. Where we sit down face to face. In living color at the table with the king and the chef and the teacher who serves us delicious appetizers and meals where we chop it up and chew it up with understanding. Our menu is the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. The Zoom number ID is 760-916-0706. Passcode is 4 H as in Harry, N, 9, N, I. Let me say that again. Passcode is 4, H, 9, N, I. Right? Also join us on Thursday and Friday night where and when the victory line in Jesus' name is going on. My brother, Elder Darren Gibson, is the host these nights. Join us and hear the truth. The number is 667-770-1557. The access code is 593-438. Oh, man. Also, my praying sisters, join my friends beyond walls on the Zoom prayer line channel Monday at 8 p.m. and Friday at 7 p.m. Come on. You don't have to turn the camera on to pray. The number is three seven nine five nine eight oh four seven three password is nine eight four nine one seven listen you have a wonderful day in the hands of the lord and always remember this proverbs three and five trust in the lord with all thy hearts and lean out unto thine own understandings philippians four eight nine finally brother Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned 
and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Now to the power of scripture. Now to Ephesians 6 and 10. Now to where it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not yours because you're not strong enough. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. Blessings.